Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Revelation 15. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, You are just, You are righteous, You are holy. Your wrath against sin is completely just and right. We realize that sin is an awful affront to You, damaging your creation and the people made in your image and you do have to punish sin and that is right we are thankful that you made the way for us to avoid that punishment by putting that punishment on your son that's such an amazing thing Amen. Revelation 15 And I saw another great and marvelous sign in heaven, seven angels having seven plagues that are the last ones, because with them the wrath of God is completed. And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had conquered the beast and his image and the number of his name were standing by the glassy sea, holding harps from God. And they were singing the song of Moses, the slave of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God all-powerful. Righteous and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who would not fear, Lord, and glorify your name? For only you are holy, because all the nations will come and worship before you because your righteous deeds have been revealed. And after these things I looked, and the temple, the tent of the testimony in heaven, was opened. And the seven angels, who had the seven plagues, came out from the temple, dressed in clean, bright linen garments, and girded with golden belts around their chests. And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter into the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. We've had the seven seals and the seven trumpets. There was also the seven thunders, but we weren't told what they said. And now we have the seven last plagues. When we hear the word plague, we are supposed to think of the ten plagues on Egypt, and there will be several references to that here. And we are told that these are the last plagues, and then the wrath of God is complete. Then John sees a sea of glass. We had this sea of glass described in chapter 4 when the throne of God was described, but now the sea is mixed with fire, which probably indicates judgment. Fire, in the Bible, usually represents judgment or testing. The people who conquered the beast were standing by the sea. The beast had come up out of the sea in chapter 13, which I think represents the world. So this fire, mixed with the sea of glass, probably indicates God's wrath on the world. In each of the letters to the churches, Jesus made promises to those who conquered. So, here are those who conquered which I think is the same group as the 144,000, although they aren't described with that number here. They sing a song here. 
which the 144,000 did in the previous chapter, and they were holding harps here, and the sound was like harps in chapter 14. Now the song they are singing is described as the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. So what is the Song of Moses? Well, after the ten plagues on Egypt, they started to leave the land, but God had them wander around a bit to get the Egyptians to follow them. So Pharaoh and his chariots chased after the Israelites and caught up with them on the edge of the Red Sea. So the Israelites were trapped. But then God parted the Red Sea so the Israelites crossed over on dry ground where there had been the sea. So the Egyptian chariots followed them. And then the sea closed in on them and drowned the army of the Egyptians in the sea. So then as the Israelites saw their enemies destroyed and they were on the banks of the river, saved by the miracle of God, they sang the Song of Moses. Now that song is combined here with the Song of the Lamb, as God has accomplished a great salvation for his people through the Lamb. So part of their song is, Who would never fear the Lord and glorify your name? This may be the same song referenced in chapter 14, because it is one that comes from the experiences that they have been through. Then the temple is opened, and John describes it, as both the temple and the tent of the testimony. The Israelites built the tent at God's direction and carried it with them in the wilderness and then set it up in the promised land, and it was hundreds of years before the temple was finally built by Solomon to replace it. Then the seven angels come out of the temple dressed in clean, bright clothes. Clean clothes represent good deeds and sinlessness. Typically, we think of wrath as sinful, And when we humans have wrath, it usually is sinful. But these angels are bringing the perfect and holy wrath of God against the wickedness of the world, and there is no sin in this wrath. So one of the four living creatures gives the angels the golden bowls of the wrath of God, and then the temple was filled with smoke of God's glory. This is a reference to when the tabernacle was first built, and later when the temple was first built, that God's presence entered and filled the tabernacle in the temple. Just a side note on the bowls. The word could also be translated cup or goblet, and the idea of drinking the cup of the wrath of God has already been introduced in chapter 14, verse 10, and the idea of the cup of the wrath of God has been mentioned by several Old Testament prophets. And now for a deeper dive. The idea of wrath and paying back enemies may seem wrong to us, And really, the reason it seems wrong to us is because of the teaching of Jesus. Jesus told us to turn the other cheek, to pray for our enemies. So, why is God bringing vengeance now? I think Paul explains it well in Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Do not take revenge for yourselves, dear friends, but give place to God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. It isn't our place to take vengeance. That belongs to God, and he will do it justly. God is the just judge. If someone murdered your family member, you would be justifiably upset and want to see the one who did it punished. But in a law-abiding society, you cannot just go out and exact vengeance yourself. You bring evidence to a court of law, and then once the person is found guilty, the judge pronounces a punishment. God is the judge. He is the perfect judge. He knows everything. He knows the truth. All of the motives. And he cannot and will not let sin go unpunished. That is scary. 
Fortunately, God is also loving, or else we would have no hope because we have all sinned. God solved the problem with the blood of the Lamb. Jesus drank the cup of God's wrath for us. Jesus prayed that he wouldn't have to drink it in Matthew 26, verse 39. And going forward a little, he fell down on his face, praying and saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So Jesus did drink the cup of God's wrath for us. Now, not everyone is covered by the blood of the Lamb, only those who are joined to Jesus in faith. So that means that there are many who have to drink the cup of God's wrath themselves because they rejected Jesus. So the question is, am I singing the song of Moses and the Lamb? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.